watching prohibition fall down. All right. Wait and bake on a Friday. Yeah. Happy Friday, dude. In the afternoon. In the afternoon, my I don't friend. No, it's morning, man. What are you why are you stuck on YouTube, man? Why are you hung up on YouTube, bro? <laughs> <laughs> it's podcast. Didn't you used to tell me that, man? Oh, we got a good show today, guys. Pack your bowls, hold your joints, turn on your nails, right? I Sorry. guess so, man. Turn on <laughs> turn the them beer. on. Fire the, the guy that leaves them on all the time. Right. Get that torch glowing, sir. We're going to talk about a brief show rundown today and what's growing on driving around Vancouver. Uh, I, I don't know. It wasn't me. I think it was my Uncle Jude. But talking about just being stoned up, using modern technology that I bitch about at times and how, man, sometimes it is really nice. It is really nice to, to in a new area you're not used to and a good way to explore. We'll get into it. Deal. Uh, you're talking about what do you got going on and what's going on, man? I don't know. Dude, was just thinking about running a cannabis business today, man. <laughs> dude, you better have a good standard operating procedure. Like, like daydreaming about the cannabis business plan? It was, it was, yeah, doing a little bit of research. I was going, to, uh, we're having a cool interview with the How to Smoke Pot Properly with David Bienstock. Is that his name? Uh, but really cool guy. And was just, uh, just thinking about cannabis business and how it's changing and, you know, folks that spend their life savings to get into the cannabis business. You know, that kind of thing, man. Right on, right on. And then in the news, we got an update on those guys that got pulled over with 18,000 pounds of what the feds still don't know what it is. I don't know if they've tested it yet. Industrial but, uh, hemp, sir. Yes, we'll cover that story. And uh, that's about it, man. Before we get into it, I'm going to tell you guys to go to the DGC outlet. We got those jars coming in soon, Scotty. Surprise. Nice. Coming to, the, coming to the bakery for you guys. Yeah. Uh, they're, Good look, deal. What do they hold? You guys got a jar from Mammoth. Yeah, nice, I'm looking nice at it right glass now. jar. Yeah, maybe an eighth. I don't know. It'd be good to display an eighth. It'd be good to display just a really nice nug. Here's a nice nug of Guru's Outdoor. I came, I was out of weed for a little bit today, man. And uh, man, sure enough, there was about a quarter pound of Guru's Outdoor sitting there. That's what I consider that's out some, of weed. That's some BioBiz weed. Hanging you know what? Right there. This is great. I will say I had to pick a couple dog hairs out of it. But <laughs> after that, man, beautiful. I've really been enjoying smoking it. It got me a little too stoned, man. It got really high, man. Oh, it's good. Yeah, great terpene profile, sir. Some grows. Those jars will have a little wooden. Is that top on the jar wooden or bamboo? Yeah, it, I haven't had my hands on one yet. I don't know, man. Bamboo's kind of woody. It's kind of cool. wood. We'll say that, but it says GGC, <laughs> our GGC logo on the top, and you'll be able to show off your flower. They'll be available in the outlet, and then after that, I'm working on some Santa Cruz shredders, possibly. We'll see. All right. Try to expand the outlet for you guys. Members, don't forget you get 30% off. Do you need a special haircut to have a Santa Cruz shredder? Curious. What's <laughs> you know, bro? Coming soon also in the background, man. Will there ever be clones in the DGC outlet? I don't know. Oh, that would be so cool. Be I so gotta cool. speak to my attorney. <laughs> All right. What are you guys medicating with? What you got to grow medicating? I was gonna say not growing on yet, but what are you medicating with? You know what? I'll save it. I had some fresh honey banana that just came in off the free market, but I'll save that for another ah, show. Shout out to the free market. <laughs> yeah, another show. This is the true free market here. Cause what what did you grow with this? This is bio this is biobiz weed is, right this here. This is all biobiz sun grown cannabis. Like yeah. Now that's free weed right there. And what you just grew this outdoors in what, some 15 gallon buckets? It, oh, no, in some 15 gallon radical bags. Everything. Nice, man. It's got a great smell to it. And we were talking about the terpene profile and all that, but it gets you high as fuck, man. As long as you don't get a dog hair in there, it's good to go. Oh, come on. I have a Siberian husky that likes cannabis as much as I do, so she'll go rub up against the plants and stuff when I'm not looking. Yeah, if that's wrong, I don't want to be right, brother. 
I do like that. No, it's not really a, being snobby or anything, but I like it, man. What you smoking on? Smoking on some sun-grown turps, bro. Sun-grown turps. Yeah. Ain't no substitute. Cool. I know it's good to hear. Like I said, it always gives you the feeling, especially when you grow outside and you don't have to pay for electricity, lights, and all that. But your time and, and love for the plant is valuable. But you get a good harvest and everybody gets you get to share. You get to share. Yeah, I'm, ex- I'm concerned about what you're medicating with, sir. Dude, what are you medicating with? Dude, I've been bong hooting so many quads out here. I mean, it's just been fabulous. You, you following, bro? No. <laughs> You're trying to fit in with the Canadian. But what's going on here, dude? That's what I was trying to do, man. I was like, had a party, right? A bunch of hardcore Canadian tokers. Right. So I had to learn the terminology. I mentioned it the other day, but quads. So down in Florida, you had like crypto, man. You sure. Crypto. Oh, yeah. And here used to be, it used to be triples here, but I, I somehow, somewhere, somebody, I guess, Grew the quads, which is better than the triples, bro. Is that like triple A plus or quadruple A plus? Is yep, that what exactly. Trying, is that it's coming from? <laughs> I'm I like, gonna grow. I like chronic um, or crypto. It's just a better general word. I know what that shit is, man. That's 400 an ounce right there, man. These are the quads, man. No price break on this shit. I'm gonna grow the fifths. Does that work? <laughs> yeah, it's 500 is it, man? I'll take it. It's coming. It's coming. Anyway, yeah, good. Just good flower up and around here, and uh, been talking and learning the terminology. So thought I'd throw that in there for you guys. Let's see what the DGC smoking on. That's awesome, man. Oh, this is all right, man. From Glen, titled Oklahoma. All right, so looking here at some good looking flower first plant. I don't know if it's before or after trim. Let me narrate. Will you show the yes, difference sir. here? It was Oklahoma, where the dank. Comes growing down the plains. <laughs> Love it. My first legal medical cannabis grow. I've been doing field research, in quotation marks, and studying this medicinal plant for the past seven years and now finally able to grow in my home. That's so Which cool, that, man. Congratulations on that. And what yeah, a cool plant, man. And there's a lot of smokable, you know, really delicious bud there for him to enjoy. Him or her to enjoy. First run is a blue dream straight from the Bulldog Amsterdam. I just harvested the large lady and her frosty peers, both seeds and cuts, on deck. In the hole is in the hole is fuck ton more good cuts and Barney Sarn CBD Blue Shark Dynafem Girl Scout cookies. And XJ13 CBD Medi Kush at a high CBD orange light. Man, he's got a lot of, like, just you can tell he's pumped. He's yeah. like, I got all this ready to roll. And what is this, in like a five by five tent or something it's looking like? I mean, it's not in a huge tent. And I'm laughing because I see like weights and a workout room around them. It's like, uh, well, we never use that area anyway, honey. Let me put a five by five tent in there, you know? Yes. Yeah, so, so there's 12 plants. Okay, where he's at in Oklahoma, there are 12 plants per license holder in my grow. He goes, I'm primary growing. Uh, primarily growing medicine for my 11-year-old son who has severe autism. We kicked pharmaceuticals three years ago, and I've been making multiple trips to the Rockies every year to acquire medicine. I said so many people and parents that were doing that would come out to Denver sure. to get medicine and have to take it home illegally. Yep. But, uh, you know, so you got to do what you got to do. He was up until the age of eight. My son had no, not so much a set, uh, said a word to me or even made eye contact with me. Now, that's insane. Yeah. Now... Although tremendously learning delayed, he is making tremendous strides. His vocabulary is expanding daily. He can use an iPad to communicate with us and his activity working on a stringent individual education plan with a great supporting cast, surprisingly, at a public school. He goes, also, we can go out in public without the fear of meltdown sent from Lucifer himself. Not exaggerating. Right. I could ramble forever. 
however, I will allow the pitchers to speak for themselves. I generally feel like I'm part of something when tuning into Wake and Bake as well as Grow Talk. Thanks, DGC. And that's awesome. You can grow for your kid. Yeah. And you're absolutely part of something, man. You're part of the change, man. You're part of people understanding that this cannabis is real medicine. And these guys like you that are doing it, especially this is Oklahoma, is this what it's called? And yeah. we, we need people changing minds in Oklahoma. Heck yeah, bro. And uh, good to see the, the plants look good. 11 plants, 12 plants per license. Uh, it's not too shabby. I mean, I would, I would like no limit uh, on licensing on those plant count, but at least it's not, I don't know, four or none. Sure, sure. And I mean, All right, Oakland. It's Thanks, a start. And, you know, if you can't get a jury to convict you when you go over the plan count because people totally empathize and understand with your situation, you know, there's something there too. You know, change happens slow. Uh, and keep us updated on how things are going. We love to hear cannabis is medicine. Yeah, it sounds like you definitely have some good examples of that. And it's good to hear that it's helping somebody in your family. It's awesome. And we have that endocannabinoid system and starving yourself for it or, or you know, folks that are starving for it, whether it's a kid or an adult. Man, I'm telling you, there's something there, man. You got to feed that thing. All right. Before we get into what's growing on, guys, you can get your dank nugs and beautiful descriptions if you'd like. And we went into some cannabis as medicine there at dudegrows.com. I'm the latest. There's dank nugs. I'm checking them out. All right. This is uh, I'm going to shout out to B-Nail. Yes, one. sir. Fort Collins, Colorado company, too. Uh, they're quality. I have a buddy. I think he's had one now for eight to ten years. You, you, you got one in the studio that you've been digging on. I'm going to hook up with them at Indo Expo and try and get hooked up with the recycler. Uh, email kit. Yeah, they're nice, man. So what does that do, the recycler? <laughs> it just make, delivers a really smooth hit. It, I don't know how the... You can hit it really hard and it makes the water comes up and then recycles back down mm-hmm. underneath the perk. Yeah, it's complex, oh, this is specifically, it's is this for a portable vaporizer, if you will, or is this for their email? No, this no, the email. This is like an actual piece of glass, and it makes okay. it so you can take way bigger dabs, and the water still keeps recycling back down. Right. It's, that's it's what more for re- Recyclers are more for dabs than smoking flour, for the most part. Yes, sir. I agree with you. Uh, I actually will shout out to, uh, I think it's I think it's Tara Lee, T-A-R-A. L-E-E on YouTube. She was at the expo and she went, she was like, uh, I don't know, woman, uh, mid forties or something. And DGC. And I, I didn't, I didn't know her at all. Woman's age, what? sir. I don't think you're supposed to mention a woman's age. <laughs> well, I'm painting a picture. <laughs> anyway, the, she, she comes walking by a group of us and she's like going up, going up to the hotel room for a break with dabs. Anybody interested? Come on. And most were that good. Nobody was really going. Then she peeks around the corner at the elevator lobby. My own fresh, Press rosin, homegrown. I'm like, uh, I ran over and like caught the elevator. I'm like, hell yeah. Right. So I did do some dabbing um, with DGC and it did enjoy it, but I still, because you had mentioned this enables you to take bigger hits sure. kind of thing. But I still, I just, man, that hits me hard, man, because I'm not used to that much of a, a concentration, even with my half hits. But shout out, I much appreciate getting those fresh rosin dabs. Yes, sir. Yes. Sir. Not as tasty as the live resin, though. Oh, the live rosin is insane. Those. And then you get to the live rosin and it just blows your fucking mind. Could you imagine live <laughs> rosin? <laughs> All right, so good. I got off point, b-nails.com, coupon code DUDE. They got some portable units. They got some great rigs and parts. Uh, help support the show, vote with your dollars. Deal, man, deal. What's going on, man? Where we at here? Where we at? You I was driving, I'm leading man. into what's going on. I mean, your brother Jude was driving around. Vancouver. No, it was my uncle Jude. <laughs> your uncle Jude, deal. 
all right, I was driving around Vancouver after the Lyft Expo and before the Lyft Expo. I mean, it's a very interesting city. You can get a lot shoved in your face within like a four block radius of some areas. I think I was down by like right. Broad Street or something, maybe equivalent to somewhere like 16th Street Mall, happen an area down like D-Town. Yeah, your main and, downtown hub. But man, and then so this, I'm st- I get into one block and to my left is just a field. It's like a park of some sort, but that's that's like the home, that's one of the many homeless camps. A whole bunch of homeless hanging out there and just chilling. And you can see left and right people walking around pushing carts on the next block. And you can, you know, you're just looking at how he, the different faces of humanity, I guess I'll say. Sure. Um, granted, with the elevation of he, he was elevated with the feeling of cannabis, which makes you think about a lot of things in different lights sometimes. And then the next block moves on. It changes a little bit. I can see there's like a bunch of cops directing traffic and it's for it's for a movie shoot because there's so much shit filmed here in Vancouver. It's crazy. Really? Um, and so there's like money to pay the cops and have a movie screen and all the shit set up to take a shot. And then the next block, there's a fucking McLaren F1 parked in a spot. I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> Everybody's like, got different lives. You never know what's going on inside other people's heads, man. It's just interesting to see it. So like you wouldn't have like a homeless camp up in Beverly Hills. No, I mean, and I don't have any problem with the homeless being everybody has. We all have to exist. We'll have to figure out how to be here. Sure. But um, and but then I kept driving around different places after it was dark. And I was like, I don't even really have to be to be home. And so I'm sorry. My uncle didn't have to be home. I was getting pretty, pretty toked up and felt pretty safe still. But using modern navigation to just intentionally try and get yourself lost while you're driving around, listening right. to tunes, like you're jamming, you're feeling good. You're like, Dad, you have to worry about it. I can make any turn I want and go anywhere, and it's going to keep trying to recorrect me to go home. But you felt pretty safe as far as where you were in Vancouver? It's not like you were talking about St. Louis. You wouldn't go driving around St. Louis, um, man. Two wrong turns from, uh, from trouble. <laughs> I did mention you know? that. I mean, I, I felt fairly, I, 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 not completely safe because I'm still new when I'm new to an area. Or when you're new to an area, it's just in your nature to have your guard up more. Sure, sure. But yeah, fairly safe. You're right. When I used to live in St. Louis, man, we would end up making a wrong turn and like you just look left and right and start to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, or Chicago. We can give examples of some hardcore inner city areas in the States. Detroit, you know, like you got to be careful. I'm sure there's a place or two in Vancouver where it's like, look, you don't want to be there at this time. But it was nice to be able to not have to worry about that. I know you've been back have you so i'm sure somewhere in south florida you ended up where you're like dude yeah, we but, gotta go but even all the places there it's a different degree of how much you you know how much guard you have to keep up you know whether you have to completely front or you know but it very rarely you know when i'm around a whole bunch of people you know it's been south florida or you know at a restaurant scene or everything can, mm-hmm. I, can I really let my guard totally down you know whether i'm looking for i was at a restaurant yesterday i was trying to get tacos and i just had to look for a parking space it was like you almost had to fight for a parking space i was like i probably won't go to this place anymore because i don't i don't really bother doing that kind of stuff you know but um it is nice when you can let your guard down and just kind of be yourself or you don't have when you don't have to you know have any kind of when there's no machismo and what i'm thinking about is like uh i went to a grateful dead show one time and i remember it was so cool because there was no tough guy any tough guys were just laughed out of there you know and you just got to be yourself and it was really interesting to watch people be themselves especially 20 or thirty thousand of them at a time cool stuff man I love when people watch. That would be a good show. I find the airport is also good to people watch because people's 
you know, that it's like a place that I don't know why, but it's a good place to people watch it sometimes. It really is because it's a bunch of different people and they've all got to do the same thing there. They're all given the same, what, like, like environment parameters, right? But the yeah, one, everybody has somewhere to go. Yeah. Everybody has a time to be there. And one guy chooses, say, says, you know what, I'm going to just use a backpack. And the other one uses a Louis Vuitton hard case. You know what I mean? And you're like, holy shit, you know, different realities there. First off. Just uh, roller suitcases and roller shit, man. I ain't down. Just letting you guys know out there. Unless you're physically, unless you're physically incapable of carrying your shit, dude. I'm sending you to empathy training, man. (laughs) Yeah, go try that with an actual suitcases of gear at the San Francisco airport. I'm down with that, man. I'm just talking about your personal shiz, man. I don't know too much rolly shit out there. Backpacks with rollers on them. That's why they're called backpacks. Wait, they have backpacks with rollers on them now that you can sit on, and it has electric motors in the wheel so you can ride it around. I'm going to kick that person, maybe. No, I wouldn't kick him. I just accidentally tripped the wheels. Oh, anyway, man. that's all funny, right. man. Moving on. What's up? We got cannabis business. You're thinking about the cannabis business today. What do you think? Yeah, man, I was thinking about what it takes to run a cannabis business today. And, and it's a lot like running any other business, except it has a ton more paperwork. Like we went and visited, uh, what was the guy we visited? Incredibles, Bob from Incredibles. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, we got a hundred something employees. We do tons of business, but I'll be damned if they don't take all our profits, man. You know what I mean? Like all his profits either go back into reinvesting or trying to jump around these crazy hoops or hire lawyers to, uh, you know, to uh, uh, make sure their paperwork's in order and all that. So cannabis business today is like any other business. There's a hell of a lot of competition in it. And I don't know, I'd be, I'd be really weary about spending millions and millions of dollars thinking it's the, the pot of gold. Yeah, that's why the, you got to operate in the free market. I'm going to keep pushing the free market, bro. The free market's <laughs> great, but it's anything but, you know, legitimate business. Oh, it's legitimate, man. It's legitimate. It just doesn't require the same paperwork, okay? Yeah, you're right. I shouldn't say legitimate. It's certainly valuable. It offers a great value to the community. In the eyes of the IRS, I'll say, that the, uh, I guess what we got to do is figure out how that in the free market we can be left the fuck alone, man. You know, the problem is there's too many to people that built the industry that were growers such as, I don't know, me and you hanging up for me at the most, the most lights I ever was slinging was, I had 4,000s up and I was about to go to 8,000s. Right. Uh, and then, you know, had a hiccup. I mean, put, helping the, the, the market, um, I'm saying building the industry up. People that have been growers, I don't know, I don't know if I can say I've helped build the industry up as a grower necessarily. Like I haven't pushed genetics or I haven't pushed much knowledge, maybe as a podcaster. Sure. But, but it's the same the, industry, right? The same. What's that? The selling bud is the same industry, whether you sell it from your car or your house, or you sell it from a, a you know a store. It's the same industry, right? You're still yeah. selling bud, right? And there's a lot of guys that want to stay in that industry that are fear of being left behind due to everything you're talking about, the paperwork, yeah. the investment. I agree. I think I don't know if you're trying to get the message of being careful for sure for knowing what you're up against until they have the proper licensing. Because right now, there's not. It's hard to compete with what's out there. Yeah, I, I just think that you got to be careful that if you go and think it's going to be great, I'm going to make canagars and sell them for a huge profit, and then all of a sudden there's a, uh, the profits. Uh, I just wonder if the profits, when the profits get eroded, or as supply meets demand, uh, if if a lot of these companies are going to be able to make it because you've got the extra problem of all this extra paperwork, man, all this discrimination against cannabis business, and it really takes its toll. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think Canagars operate on the free market. Not positive. But good, good. It's they different up here, to. man. There's 
there's a lot of shit that goes on in BC that just is kind of weird. Like the, the, the cops, the, the Vancouver, I think the difference is I learned is that the, the RCMP, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, that's right. like the federal police. Okay. They don't operate in Vancouver. Vancouver operates with their own police department. Their own police department seems to not really be like, you know, knocking down doors, beating down doors, locking people up, sure. shit like that. They seem very tolerant. Sure. Anyway. Um, I feel you, man. I feel what I feel what you're throwing down. Yeah, I was you've just, been thinking about. Go ahead. I was just listening to this one guy talk about the endo. I'm sorry, not the endocannabinoid system. His uh, it was the Medman guy, and he was talking about standard operating procedures. And he was like, first off, I'm the grower. I smoke, but my brother is the uh, CEO. He doesn't even smoke. He don't know anything about weed, man. Uh, we wrote that the most important thing you can do if you're going to have a, a successful grow these days is write a proper standard operating procedures manual. And I'm like. Holy shit. I'm like, that doesn't sound like something like, you know, think about like some of the legends of the industry. I'm thinking like somebody like DJ Short, you know, creator of Flow, a guy that really deserves his due. Um, he's not going to work at a place that has a standard operating procedure manual that he has to follow. Shit, don't forget about your BMPs, man. Yeah, your best management practices manuals. I mean, and this is stuff <laughs> I don't know about BMPs from running my farm. You know, they're like, hey, look, you can't be, we have red tide right now in Florida because people weren't managing their fertilizer properly and it was running off and really hurting the environment. So all that stuff is kind of important when you scale up to thousands and thousands of lights. Super important. And I keep continuing to think that, yeah, the, the mainstream industry won't support many supplemental lighting in greenhouses, but not lights. I don't know when, but at some point yeah. we'll look at, dude, remember when we were at that warehouse that had 30 lights in it? It's so funny. That's weird, man. Anyway, like it's not going to be financially feasible to grow under lights. No way. Eventually. Dude, it's not carbon friendly either. If we're trying to say that hemp is green, how the fuck do you have a $40,000 electric bill? Yeah. Yeah. And you can't definitely can't grow hemp under lights. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Cannabis is the answer to things and all that, you know, Uh, man, if it's, if it's just, you know, burning oil to make cannabis, that's a problem as well. Supplemental LED greenhouse up above the fifth floor. Yeah. On my rooftop. All right. Deal, man. Deal. Hey, I am uh, got one last thing I wanted to talk about real quick. Real quick. Fine. I won't take long. Fine. Dude, Guru, pop in on this with me, if you would, man. Uh, that doesn't make it real quick. <laughs> I, I came across this study. I'm studying for this uh, uh, uh What's it called? How to Smoke Weed Properly interview. I'm reading this guy, David Bienstock's book. It's a good fucking book, man. And I came across, the first time I've ever come across this, but it was a big pharma study where they made this canna, uh, cannabinoid blocker, uh, band, I think it was called, something like that. But they were trying to make like an appetite suppressant. They were trying to give you the reverse munchies, you know what I mean? Like make a hunger blocker. Mm-hmm. And they found out that it totally fucked with people's happiness, man. It made them not able to feel joy when they blocked their endocannabinoid system. It made them not able to feel joy. And these are people that didn't smoke weed before, and they didn't smoke weed. Uh, they, four people died. There was four suicides from trying, you know, from, yes, from the trial. I mean, things went catastrophically wrong. And they just made me think about screwing up the endocannabinoid system, man. Are we, I don't know. You have any thoughts or, on that? It's like them turning it off. Yeah. So what? We have an endocannabinoid system and our body makes it? So I don't understand how that works. Uh, in, endorphins. Like have you, you've heard people talk about a runner's high. Mm-hmm. Like sure. if you're running like ultra marathons or something like that. Right. You, I mean, it, legitimately, if you feel like you're high from it and that's your body's making its own endogenous cannabinoids called endorphins. Okay. Um, and then the 
same or THC and CBD and the other cannabinoids modulate on the same receptors in the brain that endorphins do. Hey, and shout out to some of those ultra runners and runners because some of the best ones do it on cannabis. Right? Yeah. No, like, like seriously, it's so that they get, I think they get that runner's high earlier or just already have it when they start. So that you're micro dosing right. throughout, man, I was reading up on some of them, just get really good at knowing how many milligrams to use throughout what they're doing. Sure. Um, and especially for recovery, that's a no brainer, but it's still depending on what level you're at banned by what USADA or whatever the hell that shit is. Or, right. I don't know. It's, depending on where you're running, you might be uh, using a performance enhancing drug. WADA. Well, it's the WADA is what it's called, the World Anti-Doping Agency. I think we have the evidence in front of us, Scotty, as far as does too much concentrates or thing fuck with your cannabinoid system. Yeah. It gets saturated enough. We've talked about how you can't get really any higher at one point. But at that point, I didn't feel negative. Any. I mean, it felt like, man, probably a good time to sit on the couch. Like after That's also after a big event usually. Yeah. But I don't see negativity in it in myself or in some of my other friends that took quite a bit. It doesn't seem to be affecting you or Guru too bad. No, what I'm talking about is, is people. What I'm wondering is if you totally um, mess with your endocannabinoid system with by just totally, completely saturating it, whether you're doing crazy amounts of edibles or crazy amounts of dabs all day, every day. Is there any studies that, are, that you know, does it affect happiness? You know, I'm wondering. I would think it could, and I think it's very individual dependent as well. I mean, there's so much, so many factors there about how somebody's, you know, that's like somebody, the person that can, so many analogies to alcohol, but the person that gets drunk and yeah. angry and beats people and fights and cusses. Sure. Or the sure. person that has some beers and they're like, what's up, buddy? And they're like the lover. That's Virginia, right? Virginia's for lovers. <laughs> but this is the end. I'm just, I'm just curious how the endocannabinoid system works. I'm glad that they're actually doing tests on this stuff. And uh, this is an interesting one. This cannabinoid. Well, why don't you go back to school? CSU's right there. Yeah. Yeah. You have to like show up and stuff like that. You have to leave the I house. I don't think you do anymore. <laughs> <It's probably laughs> I think you could do it all from the studio. You know what? Because I'll tell you why I don't go to school. Because I'm better off from learning on the other people that went to school. Guru went to school. Probably took him freaking, you know, however, you know, two semesters to three semesters to explain what he just explained about the endocannabinoid system. Anymore, a guy like Joe Rogan will have somebody on that went to school for five years and explain to me. He'll dumb it down in two hours for me, you know. What's your degree in, Guru? Environmental horticulture with a focus in sustainable fruit and vegetable production with a minor in greenhouse management and entomology. Bang. That's right, homie. Bang. That's right. <laughs> so it does and, and, cross and was a chemistry somewhat. major for like two years before that. Yes. That's you're also the statistic, though, that how many people fall into field, fields that, I mean, you're, you're a technical producer of the Dude Grow Show with many other titles be, be behind it. But yeah, it's interesting. He, um, he completely uses his degree. He just explains some stuff from his degree. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, oh, but I have other, just other, job other information, like t technical, uh, like engineering background for stuff that I mean, I didn't go to school for that, but it was just something that I like enjoyed doing. So yeah, yeah. I'm not by any means trying to shit on Guru's degree. Don't don't make me say anything bad. Let's get into the news, though. Deal. We still have to cover some good, interesting. I want to do a quick shout out. If anybody hasn't heard it, I heard it the other day. It was the anniversary of Captain Soli landing the plane in the Hudson River, and they played the audio of it on the radio of the actual him in the control tower. And I was just like, the last thing, the, the control tower is like, no, go to runway, blah, 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 is open. Oh, now we have runway, blah, 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 open. And he goes, negative. Going into the Hudson. Yep, going into the river. I was like, and he just sounds just like he did before, and it's pretty cool. And like, he sounds like a man who has no fucking choice. All right, that's how a man <laughs> sounds that has no choice, no fucking choice, man. We're going here. 
Uh, I agree with that as well. <laughs> but, you know, a very common collective. And, uh, it, man, people, I was researching that incident, and people can find this crazy they make a conspiracy theory out of so much shit. Oh, God. Yes. No, it didn't happen, Scott. It didn't happen. Yes. That's all. Hey, anyway, and cannabis. Business, bro. Did you cannabis really find news. people that said that didn't happen? <laughs> now yes. what do I believe in, sir? They're there. Flat Earther, Flat <laughs> Earther Conference next week. <laughs> nice. All right. Scotty, uh, shout out to, was it uh, Bruce, uh, Bruce Banner? Banner. Oh. Yeah, Bruce Banner sent me this one this morning, man. And it was interesting. It was the follow-up to that semi-truck got stopped where in Oklahoma with, what, 24,000 pounds of weed, something like that. I actually yep. wonder. So Oklahoma is borders right next to, uh, does it border on Colorado? Is that right? Do I have that right? I believe so. Down the south, uh, yeah, east. So, so I wonder how many miles into Ho- Oklahoma they got before this truck was stopped, you know? But um, anyway, this truck got stopped with 24,000 pounds of cannabis or up to. No, it's like, the, it's like their attorney, please. The attorney yeah. says it could be 18, it could be 20, but not 24. Yeah. So we reported on this a couple of days ago. It's one of the first things, one of the first uh, stories where uh, it's industrial hemp or they're claiming it's industrial hemp being shipped for processing and it got pulled over in Oklahoma and the cops are just busting balls acting like it's weed. And they're saying that they uh, they went and they, they, now there's some more information. The lawyers here have, have gotten involved. And man. no, they're not saying they're saying they don't know yet. And that it's they got these tested. four guys in jail. They yeah. tested positive for THC, which, mm-hmm. of course, it would. It just needs to be below the threshold. Right. The point three. And then but then they sent because the Fed showed up on the scene reading the story. And I mean, Scotty both laughed at this. If you guys are watching the video show and looking at the picture of the gentleman from Colorado that got arrested, he was on the security detail. Right. He did not. He did not follow the Pot Brothers at Law Advice. Of, mm-hmm. You know, clean yourself up. Like he's got a huge, huge beard and like kicking. Like I, I would stare. Not yeah, stereotype, he's getting profiles. Profiling. Yeah. Anybody that doesn't shave, I'm profiling. Uh, 29-year-old Andrew Ross from Aurora was driving the van. Uh, He explained that him and the passenger, 31-year-old David Dirksen from Michigan, were working as security guards for the semi, the affidavit said. I'm a, I'm a security guard for a semi, sir. Yeah, like Knight Rider. Uh, Ross told investigators that the semi needed such protection because it was hauling thousands of pounds of industrial hemp made legal to transport over state lines when President Trump signed off on the 2018 Farm Bill. I hope a lawyer told him that, sir. The arresting officer. <laughs> yeah, oh, man, this is crazy, man. Uh, they kept on telling the guy he could leave, you know, he was cooperated and were like, yeah, you can leave if you want, man. And, uh, the, the two guys in the security truck. And then they were like, no, we'll wait, man. It's our job. We're just doing our job. And yeah. They, they work for a company, official company called pa- veteran owned Patriot mm-hmm. shield to protect yes. the shipment. They were hired. Yep. So then they stayed with their shipment. The feds came and arrested everybody. Wait. And, and apparently the company that is actually was shipping this from one location to the other to get processed. Right. Went through a ton of step contacted state government. And it just just panacea make, life sciences in Louisville, Colorado. just to make sure that everything went smoothly with them uh, bringing it through the states, and even still, they yeah, police seized hung up, police seized everything from the truck. You know, it all waited. It was all great till the Fed showed up. You know, yeah. Now they said the samples are going back to Washington D.C. to be tested, but the government shutdown <laughs> may slow things down, so they can just sit in jail a little longer. What a bunch of shit! Yeah, what a bureaucratic nightmare. And these people are just sitting in jail the whole time, man. It is insane. Not at cool. least he's a a veteran. I mean, I don't know if that's like I, I was thinking. Well. 
damn, he's still sitting in jail and shit. And then I was like, well, at least he's maybe a little hardcore since he's a veteran and he can he can handle it better or something. Veteran working security detail. But yeah, hopefully we'll update you guys more on this story. I would want my shit tested, uh, obviously, uh, given to my attorney for somebody to test, given to an independent party to test, and then sure, have it tested in D.C. too. But I wouldn't just want them to, I guess we'll wait and see what they come back with. Yeah, it's crazy, man. We Watch just, they come back. I'm like, sorry, guys, it point was point three six seven. You're going to jail for 15 years. Ah, it just sucks. It's really nobody, nobody has any idea what they're dealing with, which is really the problem. You know, even though it's legal, they have no idea what they're doing. I like the legal gray area that this is going to create. Let's put this on the watch. Did you see, I want to, if we don't pick it back up here, there was uh, Andrew Ross out of Aurora who uh, is in this story. I want to follow that one. Yeah. Hey, you want to follow some fake news, sir? I found some very Mm. entertaining fake news. What do you got? Just... Just click on this link. I got this one. Sheriff smokes weed and changes view. And I mean, this is something my mother-in-law would probably think this was real. But for me, it's just funny, though. All right, here you go. It says this sheriff is about to change his stance on marijuana after smoking a joint for the first time. What the hell is this? Says, what's, what's your stance, your stance on, on marijuana? marijuana? People smoke the stuff. Stance on marijuana. Turns them into thieves, People degenerates. Smoke stuff, it turns them into thieves, oh, man, this degenerates. This is insane. Probably never tried <laughs> this is so true. fake, though. Why He's would just I smoke something that's illegal? Right like, I'll, I'll smoke them. You got to turn the camera off right now. Turn this off. I tell right, you, we just let this go, man. This is funny. You, okay? Aren't you even curious to try? Yeah, you can tell it's by his land. outfit. Obviously, fake what. sheriff. Just yeah, definitely. The the criminal. Come on, and and like he becomes a sheriff or something. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's ridiculous, but it's kind of funny though, man. Do you feel any different? This is why you continue. This is why you can't kick face Facebook. Yeah, this for shit like this, man. I've got no desire to burn down a school. You know how many high school students I get tackled and sat on? Get high. Hey, how many hammocks would you buy, brother? You want a hammock? What? Get your hammocks, man. How many hammocks? All right, that's enough of this guy, man. But it is kind of goddamn funny, I'll say. I enjoyed him. Actually, if you're going to enjoy something, man, do me a favor, man. Just click this guy smokes weed for the first time link, if you would. I love it, man. I love it. Dude, this guy goes in and smokes weed. Go about a minute in. He's smoking it like a crap pu- crack pipe. It's just like a crack pipe, man. He's smoking. He's heating the bottom of the bowl. And it's just not working for him. <laughs> it's just not. Now watch. Oh, shit. Finally, I, I wonder if like one of the cameramen or the producers finally tells them the right way to do it. Because uh, <laughs> what after about four or five hits of burning the, <laughs> the bottom of the bowl, he finally packs it correctly. And uh, oh, no. Yeah. Nirvana. It, it can't be real that you're trying to. Burn. Okay. okay. There you go. Da ding. <laughs> oh, this wow. one's great, man. That's great shit right there, man. It's got 36,000 views, man, apparently. A lot of people like that silly, silly stuff on YouTube. Bro, I found something silly for you, man. I found something silly, man. This is what you Canadians should do, man. This is just for you, all right? What's up? Dude, they plumbed this entire guy's house with beer. They took the main water line, you know, the main cold water line going into his house and hooked it up to a kegerator, man. Very interesting. Yeah, I mean, it came Very dangerous. Yeah, it was, it was everywhere, man. So you could have a tap in every room, like kind of a bathroom. Pretty bathroom. much, man. Instead of water, it was beer coming out. So I thought uh, you might like that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you might like that. You're Fair enough. No, that would be my uh, nemesis. <laughs> that wouldn't be good. good, would it, man? What can I do, honey? It just comes out. <laughs> yes, it just comes out of the shower, man.
All right, we'll put this in the bag with some shout outs. Yes, sir. How about Grozito and Noob Grows? Yankee Danky OG and Man Grow Good Bud. Yeah, Man Grow Good Bud. Uh, grow the City 508 and, and Northeast Nugs or any Nugs. Johnny Stamper and Nine Mile Skid. I've seen it happen, man. The Unknown Grower and Great White Bud. All right. All right, guys. Peace out. Stay higher. Yeah, take it easy, dude. Have a good weekend. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss says is to take a little break, that means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the good boss on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. In my toolbox there's a bone Some people start their day off with a pill It's what the doctor says to do They shake their heads at natural medicine Go ahead and try something new It's just weed, it's just weed I like to keep the good on It's just weed, it's just weed Just look at how he's